If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The, the NBA in cahoots with their partners at Nike uh, came up with this highfalutin format. The abomination that is the NBA All-Star Game continues. The captain format, but it's all secretive how they pick the teams. I guess that's going to be changing there. And uh, Now, if, you, if you're in the tank for the NBA, you're going to say, man, that was a great game. You had some defense. You had a dramatic finish. You had LeBron James taking over at the end. That's proof. It worked. The new format worked. There's one problem with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there. Uh, it, it, the the atmosphere. Now, I was not at the All Star game, uh, and I'm not upset by that. Some people were sending me pictures from the All Star game. I was like, eh, this is maybe I'm I'm at the point now. I just I don't I'm I'm not into it. 
Uh, but I, I wasn't. I watched it, but I was like, eh. It it looked from television like the the arena, the atmosphere at Staples Center was similar to the L.A. County morgue uh, in the arena. It was just it didn't seem like there was that much excitement. There was that much buzz there. Uh, but the story here is not the All Star. The story is not the All Star game. We often talk about the you know, things that you remember from from sporting events, the things that stand out, right? That turning point, that moment which stands out, which will be remembered, the the Waterloo moment, if you will, of an event. And in this particular night of festivities here, with the All Star game, it is not the game itself. And yeah, there was a little defense played fine. LeBron James made some plays at the end. He's the MVP. Woohoo! Uh, but it's the NBA marketing department that gets the kudos on this. Now, if you were not watching at the very beginning of the festivities, there you might have missed this. And most would say, consider yourself lucky. I say no. It was one of the the most. Uh, how do I just? It was like a bad. Bad, uh, quick to video, quick to direct, uh, you know, to your your streaming service uh, movie from Hollywood. You know how they turn out those movies that go right to Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that. That's what the NBA's pregame All Star lead up felt like. You had Kevin Hart, Rob Riggle, Queen Latifah. They all got together. It was mostly Kevin Hart and then Rob Riggle, uh, and it was the uh, one of the, the big gala events of the All Star. Festivities. You had Jamie Foxx dressed as a cowboy rapping about basketball, which I, I always wanted to see in my life. I don't know about you, but that's something I can check off my bucket list. You had Rob Riggle coach Kevin Hart, who's the size, well, he's the size of a, a schoolyard rat. Uh, I mean, he's a little guy. Uh, so you had that. Uh, Adam Devine and Queen Latifah there, They I guess it was they were turned steel workers, because when you think steel workers, you think of those two. Right, you think that they're, they're going to work iron or something like that, and it was just a hot mess. It, it morphed into like a bad off-Broadway musical. <laughs> so, so this, all of this took place, and, and then that led up. To, we we thought that was, and then the national anthem came around, and, and it was Fergie for the national anthem, and that's a whole different animal there. That's a whole different situation. So I wanted to get into this. Let's talk about it now. The question is. What did you make? Forget the All-Star game. I'm not going to even remember they played an All-Star game. I want to talk about the smoke show that was, and when I say smoke show, I mean they had, like, smoke. I'm talking about the All-Star pregame festivities. All right? Now, my thoughts on this, I'm going to go against the norm here because I had an epiphany when I was driving in and I realized that no one else at the company is working today because it's President's Day and I'm, I'm here. Uh, so when, when, I, when I was driving in, I was like, you know, this is actually a really good thing. Right? So my thoughts on the All-Star uh, night, uh, it, it, so bad it's good, memorable, and gong show. You've got those, those three elements that are in play. All right, now, number one, the, the people that run the NBA marketing arm, you would think are going to be called into the principal's office, right? That that's going to happen. Maybe not on Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe it's Wednesday. By the end of the week, there'll, there'll be some high-profile meetings that will take place in a boardroom in Midtown Manhattan, right? And, and it, it, it's something that happens a lot 
when people enter the LA area, they think, well, well, in LA, the NBA marketing people are in New York. They're like, well, we're in LA. Why? We, we got to be like Hollywood. We got to be like Hollywood. We got to go for it. But Kevin Hart and Rob Riggle engineered one of the great poop shows of any sporting event I've ever seen. Uh, it was 45 minutes of you couldn't turn away. It was it was so bad that it was good, right? It was so bad that it was. I, I often tell the bosses here at Fox Sports Radio, I'm like, well, the, the show part of the show is it's so bad it's it's actually good. I got into a huge fight with a guy I used to work with in radio over the weekend because he he says uh, he says you should only stick to sports. You should only talk straight sports. And I said, and this is somebody that I used to work with in radio. I said, listen. All right. Uh, that's we do sports radio. That's that's where we start. We the basis of the show is sports radio, uh, but it's not 1987 anymore, and we're not. That's not how the business works. People want to be entertained. They don't want to hear people reading box scores or Mike Francesa reading the Yankees starting lineup that day. Uh, anyway, so but but again, so bad it's good, right? So bad it's good, and it was. If you are, if you if you're watching if you're in the arena, I would think that would be like a torturous, like I can't believe I'm actually watching this. Now all of that tied together here, this is the moment that you're going to remember, right? You know, you talk about going to different sporting events and the the thing that you remember, right? We we often point out that your brain will consistently remember only two things about a sporting event: the emotional peak. And the end of the game. Like, for example, this All-Star game, you say, well, the, whatever Team LeBron is, whatever that is, won. And then you'll remember that Kevin Hart, and you might not remember Queen Latifah. You might not remember Rob Riggle. You'll remember Kevin Hart, that all of this was part of the, the pregame extravaganza. That, that, that is as memorable. That was the emotional peak. <laughs> that was that was the moment right there. That's the the watershed moment, if you will, of the NBA All Star Game. And number two, just just when it seemed like the festivities had ended, like okay, everything calmed down now. The, the national anthem, they had the Canadian national anthem, uh, and then the U.S. national anthem, and here comes Fergie. Here comes Fergie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it was, what, what's the term? Cascading failure? I believe that's a term. I think that would apply to the NBA All-Star pregame festivities. But again, so bad it was good. So bad it was good. Fergie performed a national anthem for the ages. Now, those that are saying Fergie performed the worst rendition ever of a national anthem are, are wrong. They are wrong. In fact, that's not even in the top two worst national anthem performances of all time. Shout out Roseanne Barr. At a Padre game, that went very well when she grabbed her crotch at a Padre game back in, I think that was like 1990, man, Uh, before my time. I saw it on YouTube. And then another one from years ago, Carl Lewis at a New Jersey Nets game. I believe it was a Nets game against the Chicago Bulls. And uh, it was, I think, one of the drops that we play, I think, is from that. Uh, When he he said, "Uh uh-oh. When he says, uh-oh, I think that's from the Carl Lewis. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's from the Carl Lewis national anthem disaster back in the early 90s. So, so th- listen, there was a lot of things that were unfunny. People think they're funny. They're not funny. I, I believe Kevin Hart's funny. I wouldn't know it from that particular performance. And there was a lot of cringeworthy stuff, you know. 
like I said, I never thought I would see Jamie Foxx wearing you know the cowboy outfit rapping about basketball. And the Rockets. Oh. Red, red. Carl Lewis. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's the auto. That's the auto that we play it again. That's you want to know where the sound bites come from? Right there. Carl Effin Lewis. That was 1993. And we still play it here today. And the Rockets. Red, red. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. And, and Fergie, uh, on her national anthem, at the very end, when she said, like, let's play basketball, that's that's going to be the drop from this. She did, like, a sexy uh, happy birthday-style <laughs> national anthem. Like, her whole thing <laughs> was very bizarre. I'm not saying she was drunk. I'm saying it sounded like she was drunk. I, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't drunk. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> just Stand up now. They're going to have a meeting at the United Nations over this. Actually, they're going to, for some reason, they're going to have a meeting at the United Nations. I don't know if we have the end of it, but she said, let's play some basketball or something like that. That'll be the drop. That'll be the drop. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's this version of the, the Carl Lewis thing uh, from, from back in the day. Uh, so, hey, again, uh, my position on this, the NBA All-Star festivities, so bad, they became good. Right? It was cascading failure. You needed the gong show to come in there and gong some of these people off. And uh, it was just just absolutely wonderful uh, in all the wrong ways. In all all the horrible ways, it was just absolutely great. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. I'm told it is a, a, a holiday. It's a company holiday, which means another day with the trash piling up. The smell of feces everywhere here in the building, so I look forward to that. Uh, and I do. I'm looking right next to me. There's a big trash can. The animals that work here. Y- you'd think you could do a three or four hour radio show without eating uh, a meal, uh, but but no. And if you're gonna eat a meal, like I got I got a little snack I brought here. You know what I do? I take the trash. I put it in the back. That's what I do. Not these uh, animals that work here. These undomesticated beasts here that just throw the stuff all over the place. Garbage. It's terrible. Want to bring some lighter fluid and just light the pile of trash on fire. But anyway, uh, Corporate Eddie is away, so we have in his place. Let's see here. Let's play. Let's play. Uh, we don't call them update anchors. Let's play. Uh, what do we call them now? Trending anchors? Is that what we call them? Let's spin the wheel. All right, let's spin the wheel. Who is it? Let's see here. Now, most of these guys, once they work with me, they leave the business. Guys like Drew Belzer, guys like that, they just leave the business. Sam Farmer, uh, he not even work here anymore. I mean, all these guys, just they leave. They can't handle working the overnight shift. There's one guy, though, that – He's just a glutton for punishment, and he comes in here, and he's our punching bag. Uh, that's uh, that's a man. Is he? Is it Ralph? Is it Ralph? Let me see here. Spin the wheel. Is it Ralph? Let's find Cruising out. Cruising down the street in my six four. Oh man, the dulcet tones of Ralph Irvin, a man about a, a man about town, a Renaissance man, and occasionally he talks into a microphone. He gets paid for it, not much, but he gets paid a little bit. You know, minimum wage. The fun part is Ben that. I give as good as I get from you. Yeah. What well, are you going to stay in your in your little room over there? Because you've been harassing me when you come in here. You you're gonna you're gonna stay in your little space over there. Or you're gonna come harass me. What's gonna happen? 
yeah, of course I'm going to come harass you. Well, no, you. no, because I, I have to. I need focus here. I've got a plan. I've, I've got a master plan on how I want to do this, Ralph. And I do not need any interruptions. Very important here. I'm doing God's work. Talking about sports on the radio. Would or you like to spin the wheel again? Yeah, spin the wheel. Can we get a? Let's see here. All right, big money, big money, big money, big money, big money. Yeah. Let's see here. We're doing the. Trending update wheel here on a holiday because corporate Eddie's away. Ooh, I can't. My eyes. I don't have my glasses. What, what does it say there, Danny? What's it? Uh... Take a knee, my ass. Oh, <laughs> it's still Ralph. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Ralph, 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 Ralphie boy. Yes, sir. Yes, there it is. Okay, and you you work here other than this show, right? You're because Eddie takes every corporate holiday off, but other than that, you do other shows. Yes, I'm a broadcast professional. That's a lie, but will you do other shows? Yes, of course. Okay, that's very exciting there. And with the life and times of Ralph, this is boring radio, so we'll press on. Uh, <laughs> all right. If you want to be part, the number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. And uh, those that love LeBron James, he just won his third career NBA All-Star Game MVP. He's now tied with Michael Jordan. You see? He's even with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Did you see how mad he got when he didn't get that call when the ball rolled oh, out of bounds? Off of the, yeah. He's LeBron James. He was Come pissed on, at the He's end. Very... That game was real, Ben. That's is real. It's, and, and as back, real as it gets. Back to Fergie really quick. I knew it was trouble when she kind of did the – she sauntered up to the <laughs> – Yeah, she did the, the, the walk. She did like an Axl Rose now walk what, up to the mic. What if – how about this one? If one of the NBA players or coaches had pulled a Mo Cheeks <laughs> and gone over to help her, right? Wouldn't uh, that have been – that would have been even so, a better story. Like if, I don't know, Russell Westbrook had walked over and said, let me help you out here. At one point, the camera showed Draymond Green laughing at the National Anthem <laughs> yeah. and Steph Curry uh, smiling and laughing at what was going on. I want to know what Fergie was doing before the National oh, Anthem. Man. That's what I want to know. I want to know where she was hanging out. She That's was doing she... some old school, uh, old school Ella Fitzgerald drugs because she was doing her best <laughs> broke Ella Fitzgerald impersonation. It was, uh, it was so weird. It was awkward, uh, but but again, wonderful. Uh, people are going to trash it. People are ripping it apart. That's what you're going to remember. You're going to remember more that and and uh, Kevin Hart doing jokes that people didn't laugh at, <laughs> like making a lot of the players uncomfortable. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We got a good one. Oh, man, the booze is a-flowing. Man, it's making it rain alcohol. So the All-Star Game is secondary. Now, the thing I will remember about the All-Star Game is the pregame festivities with Kevin Hart, uh, failing, and then Fergie saying, uh, "Hold my, you know, hold my beer, because uh, I'll, uh, I'll go over there and I'll, I'll do a better job of disaster, being a disaster in the NBA All Star Game." Anyway, uh, Team LeBron beat Team Stefan, one forty eight, one forty five. Uh, for those that care about such things, and LeBron was the MVP. He had twenty nine points, he had ten rebounds, he had eight assists. But the story here is a player that did not play, Jimmy Butler. The Butler, Jimmy Butler. Now, uh, if you just turned on the radio, maybe you've been out of the loop here. You haven't been paying attention. But Jimmy Butler, who leads the NBA in minutes played per game, he's averaging over 37 minutes per contest for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
And he did not get in to the NBA All-Star game. And this is where the beginning, the, the seed has been planted for a conspiracy theory in the NBA All-Star game. So Butler does not play, and everyone wants to know why. Why, why are you not playing in the All-Star game? It's kind of a big deal. It's an honor to be there. You want to play in the damn All-Star game. Well, then Jimmy Butler, after the game, announced that he didn't play in the All-Star game because, oh, this is good, he wanted a rest night. He decided that the NBA All-Star game was a chance to get a rest night and that he was prioritizing the stretch run for the Minnesota Timberwolves as they try to get into the postseason, get a high seed in the Western Conference, and he felt that rest would do him well. Let's play some basketball! <laughs> Now, if you are a rube, you will buy this story and you will not ask any questions, right? There's a lot of people today that don't ask any tough questions. They're just like, okay, right? Let's just accept whatever is said to us. That is the way it is. So be it. Well, there is a conspiracy theory out there that uh, Jimmy Butler was, uh, let's say, how do I describe this here? Uh, Tipsy? Would that be a word I could use? Yeah, I think maybe tipsy might be a word I can use there. Uh, That he had really been enjoying Los Angeles, having a wonderful time in L.A., and he might or might not have been dabbling in some things that caused him to not be all there. I got it all over me. For the All-Star game. Now, I'm not saying that he had a... uh, a package of scotch and whiskey and bourbon and all. I'm not saying that at all. I don't know. It's possible that the story that Jimmy Butler told was completely accurate and that he just really is a good team first guy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, you'd, again, you'd have to be an idiot to think that. All right, so so what's the real story here? Let's, let's have a Ben Maller show investigation here. What is the real story? What's going on with Jimmy Butler? Now, my thoughts on this, you've got liquored up, unbelievable, and selfish. you got, you got those three things, and you got a whole lot more than that. But we'll begin with number one, the, the liquored up conspiracy theory, which originally originated from someone that works at the Bleacher Report, but there's other people that are spreading it. Now, I, I don't know Jimmy Butler. I, I don't know much about him other than his basketball playing, but I did see a story that the four-letter had I think it was last week, and it was about the NBA's obsession with wine. And in that particular story, it's it. now looking back on it, you're like, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, it said that Jimmy Butler travels with a wine case, that the man loves wine so much that he travels with a case of wine. Wherever the T-Wolves go, wherever Jimmy Butler goes, he's got a wine case. And he took it to the Rio Olympics in 2016, and he brings along bottles. He's got bottles with him wherever he goes. Uh, it's 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 there. You can check it out. I'm not making that up uh, at all. Uh, so it it is a logical conclusion to think that Jimmy Butler likes wine. Jimmy Butler is from Los Angeles. He lives in Los Angeles, not from L.A., but he lives in L.A. in the offseason. That's where he hangs out. A lot of NBA players live in the L.A. area, and they play pickup games at UCLA in the offseason, and then those are better than the All-Star. Uh, so it's certainly, if you connect the dots, which we always do here, is it conceivable? 
that Jimmy Butler had a weekend in Los Angeles that he went out and enjoyed himself, painted the town red, if you will, and uh, he might or might not have had one or two uh, many drinks, and he was sloshed, and he was under the table, uh, and and then he realized, well, I can't play in the All Star game. I'm just, I, I need my electrolytes. My my body's not right, and, and maybe it wasn't just alcohol. Maybe there was some other stuff involved as well. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but what I do know is the version of the story that's being passed around. Jimmy Butler's version of the story is unbelievable. It does not pass the BS test. It doesn't. And again, you'd have to be very naive to think that Jimmy Butler you know, gets into the All-Star game and at that particular moment decides, you know, I, I want to sit the game out here. I, I just don't feel right. I want to sit out the All-Star game. Uh, no, I don't buy it. Even if you play for a couple minutes, you want to get in the All-Star game. So I, I give some credence to the conspiracy theory. Now, was it something more than that? That'll likely come out. I mean, there'll be more to this. There'll be more to this here in the in the coming days, and the story will expand as we go forward. But when Butler was asked about it after the game, again, he said uh, why he didn't prepare or play in the game. He said, just rest, man. I got to rest my body. That's what he said, uh, Jimmy Butler. And it is unbelievably selfish of Jimmy Butler because he took an all-star roster spot away from someone that would have loved to have performed in the all-star game. I can think of a guy right off the top of my head here, sweet Lou Williams, who campaigned. He wanted to be in the all-star game. He was denied that opportunity. Uh, there were a bunch of guys that got snubbed that felt like, hey, we I should have been in the All-Star game. And Jimmy Butler got one of these coveted spots, and then he doesn't even take care of himself enough to play in the game. Like the, pro, the way the protocol works, if you're not planning on playing in the All-Star game, you, you, you get picked for the team, and then you make the declaration, I'm not going to play in the game, whatever. And so somebody else then takes your roster spot. Right? It is disrespectful of Jimmy Butler he looks bad either way, right? I mean, either he got so hammered, right? He was so drunk or high or or a combination of both that he couldn't physically perform in the All-Star game. That's one theory. Or he is such a selfish, selfish, pompous a-hole that he took a roster spot from a healthy player, a player that would have played in the All-Star game, and he did it, and and, and he knew he wasn't going to play in the All-Star game. Either way... He looks bad. Like, is there any scenario where Jimmy Butler looks good in this? I can't think of a scenario. Like, how does he ever get voted for another All-Star appearance? Uh, you know, if, if the story is, I just chose I didn't want to play in the All-Star game because I needed rest. Rest in an All-Star. They don't even play defense. They play defense like 10 times during the All-Star game. They play defense. That's it. All right, we'll get your thoughts on all of that. If you would like the number... Has not changed. It's 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also be part of the festivities here. And uh, you can tech, you can tweet us at Ben Maller, our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. It's Ben Maller Show. You can be part of all of that. And it's a holiday weekend here. And so Corporate Eddie is away. And uh, Ralphie Boy, Ralph Irvin, is in the house. He's uh, hanging out over there 
I don't know what he's doing. I have no. I, did he leave already? I think he might he might have left actually. He nope. does an hour and then he usually takes off. That's normally how it works. No, he he recorded some drops and I think he's recording his last update right now. Yeah. Here's the first drop on All three, right. two, one. Let me play it. All right. Hi. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you do your this, Fergie this, impersonation? This says drop number two. Okay. Let's see what this is. Oh, the land of the free. Okay. That's good. This is really, this is like Kevin Hart at the All-Star Game is what this is. This is uh, drowning. <laughs> do, we, do we have a lifeguard? Is there a lifeguard that can come? No? All right. You know, Ben, the what? thing was, when Jamie Foxx came out, that's what saved the intro. Yeah, I agree. I've always wanted to see the cowboy, uh, you know, cowboy rapping Jamie Foxx about basketball. I, that was great. Again, I am not ripping the NBA. I think that's that, that's my memory of the All-Star Game. That and apparently this Jimmy Butler story, which I want to believe. I want to believe that he went out. That must have been some party on Saturday night. These guys, can you imagine? Wow. What were these guys doing on Saturday night? The uh, slam dunk contest, it ended kind of early L.A. time, right? Because it's you know, designed for the East Coast to watch it. So they got to go out. When did that end? Like 8.30 uh, L.A. time? 9 o'clock maybe L.A. time? You know it must have been crunk because where I live by the 5 freeway, around 5, 6 p.m., Traffic was already at a standstill trying to get into downtown L.A. Yeah. So, so many people were boozed up there in, in, at L.A. Live. So, my theory here, again, Danny, my theory, just to repeat for those that are late to the party, there are two possibilities. I've not, third of a, I've not thought of a third option. Either one of these makes Jimmy Butler look like a schmuck, right? Either he was completely hammered, he didn't take care of himself, and, and he didn't sober up enough hours before the game to play in the game, which makes him look bad, right? Because the other players were out drinking too. They were able to play in the game. You think LeBron was out boozing it up? I'm going to go yes. I'm going to guess. I don't know, but I'm going to assume he was. And he was able to play in the game. And that's theory one, which makes him look bad. Theory two is he knew all along, Jimmy Butler, that he wasn't going to play in the All-Star game, and he selfishly took a spot on the All-Star team away from a deserving player that would have played in the All-Star game. That's right, number 23, the new Michael Jordan, Sweet Lou Williams of the Clippers. Sh- shocking take from you. Yeah. That's an accurate That's an accurate analysis of events. Is there any other scenario that I have not come up with? Those are the only two scenarios. And again, my evidence, go back. It's the, the story on the NBA's obsession with wine. It was called the NBA's Secret Wine Society. And it goes into detail about how Jimmy Butler travels with a wine case. The man travels with a wine case. This- so so if he's a veteran wine drinker, what happened? You think he mixed drinks? He mixed some alcohol? It might have been some other things that were mixed together. You know, if you're taking certain uh, substances and you mix them with booze, things happen. I don't know. I've heard stories about that. We're just trying to get to the bottom of this. It's a great mystery. Let's play some basketball! Yeah. <laughs> Do you think... How about Jimmy Butler and Fergie were at the same event. They were having a wonderful time, and I want to know where they were at. I want the guy, I'm a TMZ, Harvey Levin. I need that by 6 in the morning. I need that by 6 a.m., Harvey. You got to help me out, the TMZ crew, because you know we'll get to the bottom of that. It will come out. All right, to the phones we go. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and let's see, who's next? Let's go to Dave, who's in New York. And Dave is next up on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Dave? And I think I think everyone's got it wrong. I don't think Fergie was drunk at all. I think she was hitting the lean. It's like with the codeine with the alcohol or just soda, you know. And um, 
she probably had seats next to Justin Bieber or something. So you think she and, might have uh, been like hanging out with your Marcus Russell, had the purple drink or something like that? <laughs> yeah. On. Yeah. Totally, like lean back, you know? And then I got a couple of lame jokes for Justin. Because um, I tried to get in on Friday, man, and yeah. I, I was on hold forever. It's a very, but, very popular show. Snoop Dogg was spotted there at the um, All-Star game, and he was wearing the rain jacket. You know why? For Drizzle. Um, (laughs) Tiger Woods and Princess Diana, you know what they have in common? Well, what do they have in common? Well, actually, what what the difference is is that uh, Tiger Woods picks a better driver. I kind of screwed that. Yeah, up. you screwed that. Anyway, up. Dave, this is why. This is why, Dave. This is why we don't have open mic night on the show. This is not open mic night. You know. right. Go, 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 go to bed. All right, thank you. Hey, Weed Man, what did you think of those jokes, Weed Man? <laughs> he tried. The guy tried. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Ben, I love you. Oh, thank you. Big fan. Big fan. Ben, of you were caller ben. of the year. Caller of the year. Weed Man, hippie. Caller of the year. Hey, listen. What? I will never reference any of your peanut gallery, but Uh-oh. I have dedication and commitment to your show. I sleep around your show. My life is centered around your show. Ben Miller. Hey, that's the old, ben, play the new jingle, I, you schmuck. That's the old, hold on a sec, we man. Why would you play the old jingle? Ben play, play the new jingle. It's not funny. Ben, no one likes the old jingle. They like the new jingle. What's old is new again. That no, sounds very no, vintage. No, no. You guys are jealous because I've had two different listeners make me a jingle over the years. You have no jingle. Ben uh, I saved. Tom Looney spent $7,000 on a professional radio jingle that he got from this place. Yeah, $7,000. Mine is just as good. Sounds just like his. My, very similar. And I sp- I saved seven grand. Ben Miller. That see that? <laughs> Bam! Right, that punches you in the in the face. Oh, is what that does, right, Weed Man? We should get Weed Man a jingle. I love the blitz. All right, all right well, the blitz is dead. I'm a big fan of the blitz. The blitz. Don't play that. The blitz is dead. It's not coming back. It's over. So ben, it's I a- want to say something. To what? You. I got a message from outer space. First of all, I'm holding three. Crystals of Moldavite, which is a crystal from outer space that came on a meteorite. Now, now, we admit, we admit, this is going to blow your mind. Everything on this planet came from outer space. How about that? Yeah, but I'm holding a well, you're, But you're you're made from crap from outer space. From We're all made space. from crap from outer space. <laughs> We're all part of the damn galaxy. All right, thank you. All right, I, do we do we need to hear more of that? I think we're good. I think we've we were okay. It's not you, it's us. Clearly. Clearly that's the case. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. A very presidential edition of Maller to the third degree. We bring in the commander-in-chief, Koopaloo. Ben, a report over the weekend said that the Jets might offer Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed contract. Now, the assumption is that if the Jets do that, other teams may have to follow suit. Ben, what do you think the chances are of that actually happening? I'm going to go with 0%. 0%. Not 1%, not 2%, not 3%, not 4%. 0%. All right, a couple of reasons why. A, this would kill the golden goose. 
if the Jets or any other franchise hand out a fully guaranteed contract to a quarterback, they will be called out by their other NFL teams for football malpractice. There is no way that is going to fly with the other owners. You would have Roger Goodell being forced to step in and correct this wrongdoing among NFL teams. And B, the way the system is set up right now, the only path to a fully guaranteed contract for these star quarterbacks is a lengthy work stoppage, a holdout, and or the court system. No team is just going to hand over guaranteed, fully guaranteed money without a fight. It is going to change the business model of the NFL, uh, and you can do it for a year on the franchise tag, but they're not going to do it for multiple years. And you talk about opening up Pandora's box. Every quarterback after that would then say, okay, he got guaranteed money. I'm better than him. Give me guaranteed money. So 0%. Next. By the way, you gave everyone the answer to the instant trivia before you uh, Did I? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Late last week, Angels owner Artie Marino admitted to the OC Register, that's a newspaper, by the way, that a contract extension Mike Trout has been on his mind. Now, Trout's under contract through 2020, but throughout Trout's entire career, the Angels have only made it to the postseason once. Do you think that Trout will test free agency if the Angels don't make a deep playoff run? Do you think he will regardless if they do or not? Well, here's the way I look at Trout. The chances of him staying in Anaheim long-term are low, I'll say there's a 20% chance that he does not test free agency. That's actually higher than most people. There's a couple things here. Hey, Mike Trout is going to make $100 million between now and the year 2020. So he's already loaded. The question is, where does he want to play long term? Uh, his wife, he's married, he's from uh, New Jersey, I believe, from the same town he's from. Uh, so there's nothing tying him to Southern California other than the fact that he's lived in Orange County for a number of years now. And number two, if you plan on being a full mercenary, if you're Mike Trout, then you must become a free agent, right? The the path to the biggest paycheck is through free agency. Now, Mike Trout's got a number in his head, whatever that number is, say $400 million. If Artie Marino says, all right, here's $400 million, then you know, whatever that magic number, then Trout foregoes free agency and stays with the Angels for the rest of his career. Next! Now, it was All-Star Weekend in L.A., and during a presser, local fans started chanting their desire for Paul George to come to the Lakers. Russell Westbrook quickly responded, quote, that's out. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Do you think George sticking around is as certain as Russell Westbrook thinks it is? Well, I do think it's embarrassing uh, that the franchise that prides themselves on their championships and their success, their fan base is at the point of desperation where they're begging a player that has never done anything of note leading a team anywhere. Oh, yeah, they're hell, begging Bill that player to come be the savior. I mean, where have you lost your scruples, purple and gold supporters? I mean, seriously, it's pathetic. At least they didn't run a you know rally for him. I mean, it's by just fifteen people. It's just horrible. I mean, Paul George. You're not going to win anything with Paul George. So. No, do I think he's going to stay in Oklahoma? No, I think he'll leave Oklahoma. But do do I think he's going to go because fans chanted his name? No, I don't think he's going to go somewhere because fans chanted his name. I don't think he's eight years old. I would like to think that Paul George is not eight years old. There it is. I win another win for me. That's a win. I win. That's a winner. Winner. 
Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. Think of this as verbal ice dancing. It is the always popular Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. Who needs our advice this week on the Insta Advice Line? Well, some weeks are hard. Some weeks are easy. This would be an easy one. Watch the NBA All-Star game. There's one guy that did not play who was on the All-Star team, did not play. His name, the butler, Jimmy Butler. Now, he claimed, Jimmy Butler, that he didn't play in the All-Star game because he was tired. He wanted to rest up for the second half of the season. No one believes him. There's uh, internet reports out that he was hung over, and that's why he didn't play. So your advice to Minnesota Timberwolves star Jimmy Butler. Advice to Jimmy Butler on, uh, let's assume possibly that's true, that he was boozed up. How to better hold your liquor. Advice to Jimmy Butler. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line one. Line one's not there. Line two, you're next. Advice to Jimmy Butler. Line number two. Is Looney's mic actually hot? Uh, line three, you're on the air. Advice, please, to Jimmy Butler. Line three. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look Jimmy Butler square in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. <laughs> highlight of my week. Line four, you're next. We're giving advice to Jimmy Butler, the all-star who didn't play in the all-star game. He said he was tired. Reports uh-huh. on the internet say he was hung over. It's real talk. Oh, oh, real talk again. He calls it yes, again. Sir. No one else hey. apparently wants to call. Yes. Hey, Ben, I do what LeVar Ball tells me to do. It's four simple words. All right. Uh, line five. We got to move fast. Line five. Your now advice. went up to three billion. That's right. Advice to Jimmy Butler. Line five. You got to smoke more weed. Okay, thank you. Line six, you're on the air. 877-99 on Fox. Let's get some new voices. Line six, hello. He was tired. He was with my Bella. Oh, that's not a new voice, you loser. Go back to jail, Angry Bill. Line one, hello. Spend a couple hours at Waffle House. All right. What the hell was that? Line two, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Jimmy Butler. Line two. Go out. Drink with Bill Miller. Yes, that's right. Bill Miller knows where all the great watering holes in the speakeasies are in L.A. Hello, line three. Real talk sucks. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, all right. Rack him. Line four, you're on the air. Go. Yeah, don't play with your tally whackers so much. All right, thank you for that. Line five, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Jimmy Butler. He did not play in the All-Star game. He said it was his choice. Others saying he was hung over. Line five. Consider an IV pack before bed. Yeah. It's a veteran move, the IV pack. Solid move. Line six, hello. Yes, he and Mike Wallace should both drink more Ovaltine. (laughs) Yes, Ovaltine is the key to a happy life. Uh, Line one, that is you. I see that all lit up bright red. Line one, you're on the air. Advice to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, my advice, Ben, is uh, don't be a hater like Ralph Irvin with the knee. Yeah, Ralph is a hater. He's drinking that haterade over there. Boo! Boo! Line two, you're on the air. Advice to Jimmy Butler. Hey, Ben, it's the ghost of Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay. Oh, no, I'm being haunted by the ghost of Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay. No! I'm, I'm sitting here with 
I'm sitting here with one of your old friends, Ginny from Medford. Oh, my God. They're all together on the other side. They've crossed over. Well, she, well, she can't come to the phone right now because she's kind of busy. You know what I mean? All right, you jerk. Line three, hello. Take a knee, my ass. Okay, thank you for that. Take a knee, my ass. When's the last time a woman called the instant advice line other than occasionally Tammy in Montana? It's been at least like two years, I think. Maybe. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Line four, hello. Hi, Ben. This is Betty. I'm a female caller. All right. Thank you, Betty. Very sexy. Line uh, line five, you're uh, on the air. I like to wrestle with men. Hello, line five. Take a look at that in the ball. All right. I don't know what that was. Line six, go. Smoke with weed. All right, smoke with weed, man, hippie. We got it. Line one, you're on the air. Hello. Well, it's the third time on. Mary. All right, not anymore. Line two, hello. Bella's pregnant. Bella's pregnant. Are you the father? All right. Line three, hello. I teach him the Maller maneuver. Yeah, that's a poor effort. Okay, thank you for that. We'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop. Final call, instant device line. Koopa Loop, go. Line number five, final advice for Jimmy Butler. Go ahead, line five. Uh, yes, Ben. I, I think he should get blocked by the late, great Bill Shatner. There it is. The Insta advice line for Jimmy Butler. I think we can all have a drink to that. Yes? All right. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.